0: Let's get into some of these um, rankings debates, shall we? Uh, And I know Zach is is real fired up uh, about the (laughs) first guy here. But Marquise Hollywood Brown, man, you talk about he is on a heater, boy. Let me tell you something else, man. Three games in a row now in this last game against Philadelphia. I had him as a just a straight up fade big time. Uh, Made me look like an absolute idiot because the dude went absolutely off.
2: Marquise Brown has been on fire, Zach. Yeah, I love, love him. I think this is one I was excited to talk about. It's with M- NBA Jam rules. He's heating up games all the way. I think he's sitting <laughs> at what wide receiver. We have him at a wide receiver five right now in like regular season, not not dynasty. Sorry, that was somewhat confusing. But yeah, he's he's great, and I think he was one of the players that coming into reception perception when I was initially going to it. His rookie year was so promising. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to like twenty nineteen, is seventy three point six success rate versus man an 85.4 success rate versus zone his press rates have always been kind of subpar but like as a rookie like that was incredibly promising he came back that next year kind of dropped those numbers and dropped a little bit against man again last year at 62 percent it's not what you want to see but he didn't really see a ton versus man coverage but i mean you you, this offense gives you a ton of looks at zones he's paired up with kyler murray who i'm a big fan of uh i know he's a little like on the the side of the not popular among the public opinion right now with all the call of duty news coming out, but you know, I like to, I like to shove that stuff aside. I don't think that's good analysis. I just like to, to bring it up. Um, but I, I think he's still somehow disrespected. Like coming to the year you had him in like, I think it was him in like the fifth round of drafts. He's still like considered like a wide receiver two in dynasty. No one wants to buy in on a guy that's kind of like just small and fast, but man he's he's killing it out there and i i think this is the last week you have that like they call the deandre discount where you've got hopkins coming back and in two weeks i i'm still i'm still in i don't think he's worth selling at this point um i I think he's just a great receiver and it's it's a good question to ask how much hopkins is going to have left in the tank i think he's coming to the 30 31 start aging down and he's never been like the quick twitch receiver like in the slot he could go that larry fitzgerald path kind of revive his career a little bit but i think it's interesting how much to ask like they're probably gonna sign marquise brown to an extension after the year he's having and you could be looking at your wide receiver one in arizona i I think he's a great buy. I wrote a dynasty article on him coming into the season, and and when Matt was updating his rankings, I was kind of holding my breath a little bit. I was like, all right, where is he going to? Can I still argue? With him? Like, where is he going to move Marquis Brown? He, okay, he's got him sitting at wide receiver thirty, which I think is <laughs> just disrespectful. So I was thrilled to see it. one spot above Keenan Allen, mind you. And I uh, I I disagree. I think uh, what, he's sitting at expert consensus ranking right now at around twenty eight. So it's not like Matt's off of. Mm -hmm. off of the view of the general public, but right, man, I I think he's got all the chops. I think he's, he's sure he can put up points without being a dominant X receiver. Like he doesn't have to go catch like those red zone threats that everybody else does. And I think with Hopkins coming back, those targets are there. There's a big enough pie in that offense that we can watch 30 plus year old Ertz lose some targets each game and keep Marquise's Brown 10 plus. I think that, I think that's perfectly reasonable. So I don't know if he takes a huge hit when Hopkins comes back, but you can kind of still buy that discount. Like there's still that, that, um, that narrative there that like, oh, Hopkins is going to come back and kind of be the dominant one here. I think that window is going to close quick. I think he's still going to kind of keep it up the rest of the season and you might see him move up into that like, maybe like back-end teens ranking for dynasty rankings, anywhere like that 18 to 20 and – 10 spots for dynasty rankings is a huge value to me. I think that's a that's a big buy in my brain.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you pointed out the the zone success rate. Um I always feel like Marquise Brown got kind of a bad rap cuz he has some pretty brutal drops. Um I don't think he's a he's a number 1 receiver and you know sometimes Twitter has like pet players and and um Lamar Jackson's absolutely like a a Twitter pet player and I love Lamar, right? But it's like anytime a receiver lets Lamar Jackson down, like Twitter is, is ready to, you know, send them on the, like, send them on their way, right? Like send them down the river, you know, with maybe a, maybe a basket uh, of news later, later.
2: Dead quietly, but then, he misses a wide receiver from 20 oh, yards out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. But then when it's on the inverse, nobody points it out. You know, when Marquise Brown's streaking open on a, on a post route to, in, in against zone coverage and, you know, Lamar just misses him by 50 feet. Nobody says a damn thing, so I feel like um, Marquise Brown's gotten a bad rap before, and, and you know, you 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 might be a guy that I have a little, I have ranked a little too low. I do think he's a number two. I don't think he's a number one receiver, but uh, man, Kyler's treating him like a number one receiver. You know, he said after that Week One game when he had, I think, six targets, he's like, you know, uh, Marquise need, like Hollywood needs double digit targets every single game, and like, you know, promises made, promises kept. He's had double digit targets in every single game since then. But um, I really liked the fit of brown and kyler together and i love the way that they're manufacturing him looks too like they're getting him a lot of short aerial looks that's yeah. pumping up his volume and that's where he's kind of underrated as a zone coverage beater i mean and his zone coverage success rates have been strong and great throughout his career i do think he's a really underrated player and um you know i'm just looking up at look at some of the guys i have ahead of him and you know i think you could definitely argue that You know, maybe he should be ahead of a guy like Pickens. He should be ahead of a guy like Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, he's just in such a good spot as long as he stays in Arizona long term. So, yeah, I I think you you make some really good points there, Zach. I'm not 100% ready to to submit on this one, but um, (laughs) I'll think about it for the next Dynasty update if he keeps doing what he's doing.
0: Hey, man, what do y'all think about DeAndre Hopkins? Like, Nuke is 30 years old. He hasn't played. I don't know. Like, I guess I'm just trying to, like, figure out in my mind's eye. Like, when he comes back, what does this Arizona offense look like? Does Kyler just go and feed Nuke, you know, double-digit targets? And then then what ends up happening with, with Hollywood Brown in this offense? So I, I'm just trying to – and to be honest with you, I don't know where – uh my mind is at with that. But Matt, I want to start with you. What, what do you think happens with this Arizona offense once Newt comes back?
1: Well we've seen over the last couple of years like this offense is dramatically worse when New Hopkins is not on the field. Kyler Murray's dramatically worse when New Hopkins isn't on the field. Um I think he showed pretty well in reception perception last year. Um, you know, he has been a guy who's had really good man and press success rates. Um you know small drop off though and I am I am a little bit um you know nuke isn't quite the same as like an allen robinson type or like a julio jones type of receiver or even des bryant um in that he's like a supreme a, a real big time athlete and right but then you start to wonder when the when the athleticism starts to slip like how much wiggle room do you have there i am getting a little concerned about some of these older perimeter receivers that when they lose 10 15% off their explosiveness it doesn't matter how good of a craftsman. like I think I still think Allen Robinson is a really really good route runner a really good craftsman but he's clearly lost a step which is why he's just a zero in the vertical game at this point so yep. um, yeah I think that I think that's an interesting point about Hopkins that you know there's a chance that he could come back and like Marquise Brown is still the better receiver rest of like from that moment on I think that's very much within the range of outcomes here
0: so just going through your data Matt it's like he's seen a little slippage for two consecutive years going from 2019 uh, to 2021 he's seen a drop in success rate versus man every year and he's seen a a, you know a drop in success rate versus zone when we're talking about 2020 versus 2021 Um, and then his success rate versus double double teams really dropped from 21 or excuse me from 20 to 21 Uh, going from 79% success rate versus double to then 57% success rate in 2021. So, and again, 30 years old, again, not like this, just like transcendent athlete. He's just been a guy that is physical and like perfect body control, perfect timing on his jumps, but when you lose a little bit of that athleticism, what does that look like? You know, so I'm a little Yeah. like I said, hey, and you know me, Matt. I've been on DeAndre Hopkins since freaking day Forever, yeah. 1. Yeah. I have loved Nuke. Nuke made my career at NFL Network, let's be real, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying At this point in his career, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: I have, I have typically in reception perception, and this is the fun part about working with this data is that like, it's, it's always teaching me new things about how to interpret it. In past years, I've been, you know, kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. A little 2%, 3% slip, but he's still really, really good. Right. right. Um, but I do wonder with wide receivers and aging curves, you know, I've been having, a, having conversations behind the scenes with um, Edwin Porras, a doctor from fantasy pro mm-hmm. fantasy points about this. Um, you know, even with a guy like Keenan Allen, you know, I was coming in this year saying, yeah, there's a slip, but it's only a slight slip. I do wonder like when we can, are we going to get to a point where we can use this data to predict age cliffs, stuff like that? I mean, there's some obvious ones like, you know, Julio Jones, huge. I mean, drop from like 70 plus percent to the crater, but there were some slipping before there was some slipping before we got to the crater. Right. Des Bryant, same thing, had the yes. huge crater when he got cut by the Cowboys at 2017 season. He was terrible in RP, but there were some slight slips before then. When do we start to get concerned? I think we are sort of in that area with, with Nuke right now. And I think even you could have – this is hindsight analysis, and I'm sure people will rip their hair out hearing it. But, you know, I think there were those concerns about Allen Robinson as well. So, um, yeah, probably some things we need to think about going forward.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Jalen Waddle here. Um, where do you, where do you got Jalen Waddle? Actually, I know Zach's got this was Zach. Where does Matt? Zach, Hawkman- no. <laughs>
2: Zach knows. Yeah, where does he have Jalen Waddle? We're sorry, he's rocking him right at ride receiver 14. So, so high up there. It's not like he's a uh, throwing him to the wolves or anything. He's, up- but you don't think Zach, you don't think that's high enough. I don't. I, I, I personally think we were watching the Miami's offense this year, and I mean, obviously, like the two two injuries kind of thrown some like clouds on that, but it they're kind of using those two hand in hand. I mean, like we've seen we've seen them both boom weeks. They both shown that they can put up a ton of points, and mm-hmm. they both shown up that they they, they they're just, like they were always compared to each other. You know, everybody was like, "Oh, like he's the next Tyreek Hill," and I don't I don't think anybody's really the next like Tyreek Hill, but. I think when you're looking at it, come almost from like a data perspective and how they're using it, they're very similar in output to me right now. I mean, they're both sitting. I think uh, Jalen Waddles on the year wide receiver six, and I know uh, Tyreek's right in that area. But there's a huge age gap, man. I mean, yeah. like if you're if you're talking about players that can't afford to lose burst when when that burst goes for Tyreek, I mean, he's an amazing route runner. I think you've proved that time and time. I think everybody's always like, oh, you know, like he's not that great of a route runner. And I've heard you go to bat for him time and time again but i think i think waddle has shown everything that we really want to see him he can do those short routes he can do those screens to the house he's a great deep ball catcher um, I, I think they should be probably side by side with waddle a little bit ahead of tyreek yeah a little bit ahead of tyreek wow is it in the, and you're just thinking because of the age i do i think uh i think he's shown the talent you've got the draft capital um i, I don't care much about college connections but he's got the college connection to his quarterback let's throw that in there for narrative purposes sure why not <laughs> um, yeah i i i was never a big waddle fan to be honest coming out of college and he's he's proven proved me a little bit wrong there in terms of what he can be as like a, a, a number one the similar way tyreek has and if you're gonna tell me these players go at the end of the season Tyreek kills wide receiver eight and waddles wide receiver ten then I'm I'm taking Waddle not 10 out of 10 times in Dynasty because you're going to buy yourself four or five more years of production. And if you're going to get even close to similar like redraft stats out of them, I don't see any reason to have them ranked farther apart in terms of Dynasty rankings.
1: Yeah, I, I think Zach makes a lot of good points. And this was as soon as I did the update and dropped it in the Discord. Um, a couple guys really were willing to hold me accountable with the Jalen Waddle thing. Um, you know, I, I've got him a wide receiver 14. I have Amon Ross St. Brown wide receiver 13 and, and Michael Pittman at 12, but there, I do have a tear gap between those guys and, I'm not quite sure why I do, you know, why, as I'm thinking about it, because you know, Jalen <laughs> Waddle was number one in success rate versus man coverage among all the prospects coming in for 2021, you know, ahead of Devontae Smith, ahead of Jamar Chase, ahead of Rashad Bateman, ahead of all these guys we really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I'm looking, I think, I, I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and put Jalen Waddle at like wide receiver eight, because I have Tyreek Hill at wide receiver nine, but i'm not sure what the in in my own logic here i'm not sure what separates him from a teardrop perspective yeah from a saint brown from a michael Pittman. i, I don't know that i can justify that so i think at the very least i will have to submit to zach on this one uh and, and take the l and, and move jalen waddle into tier two yeah with these guys like um like aj not brown an and, and and yeah
2: yeah yeah not i'll, no, I'll just take progress it. just progress <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean i guess when you prove when you prove me when you when you move my opinion based on like my own work you know i, I think that that says something i'm not maybe i'm not taking yeah. the l but uh yeah as yeah. a we ranker yeah. i'll take I'll, I'll take the l and i'll, uh, I'll make the progress there
0: hey man can i just can i ask you guys something just out of just pure curiosity i don't play um i'm in like one dynasty league and it's like pretty much dead after this year anyways but it doesn't matter um okay when you guys are looking at dynasty how far out are you looking? You know, me personally, I look at like a two-year window, right? And yeah, I don't look at anything three, beyond. I, I don't think I don't. I I tend not to look at anything like three years down the line because this game is brutal. This game is crazy. This game is so unpredictable. That's why we love this game. Um, and we try our best to predict what's going to happen. But um, but boy, it, it is awfully tough sometimes. I don't really look that far ahead. I, I guess I just wanted to kind of like pull the room to see how far ahead do you guys look yeah i'm with you
1: like 2 3 years i think is is probably the right way to do it
2: yeah i've i've, I've wanted to bring up an article on this for a bit now and something i think people kind of overestimate other than maybe the quarterback position i think that 3 year window is the golden golden spit for it cuz there's like you said so much change i mean you had anything can change in a 3 year window so overestimating that can be kind of a downfall with dynasty purposes.
0: It's just funny playing in dynasty. There's like half the league is Sashi Brown, dude. Like they think they're Sashi Brown. (laughs) It's like
2: always rebuilding, always always rebuilding, always
0: kicking the can down the road, always collecting first round picks. Meanwhile, other managers just winning championships. You know, it's like, guys, at some point you got to try to win a champion. That's the whole point of these leagues. You got to win, win, you know, you didn't win because you won a trade. You win because you win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I guess it's it's funny talking to Dynasty people. They they view the game so differently, where it's like Matt. You and I've talked about this all the time. But results over process, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100 <laughs> results over process, dude. I don't care how you got there, but if you win a championship, you won the damn championship. You know. Like, that's the whole point of what we're doing right now. Anyways, um, I feel like an old man boomer or something saying that, that, you know, results over process. But anyways, here I
2: am. You're in the right mindset. I think that's the best way to win a dynasty league right off the bat. If you're getting in a new one with people, just take those 28-year-old receivers that no one wants. Keenan Allen's been a buy for – I mean, any dynasty profile you read for the last three years has told you to sell Keenan Allen, and all he's done <laughs> is win people right. titles for three years and, right. like – maybe now yeah matt says he took that drop maybe now you can start to look at it like consider it but god just take those receivers go win yourself a title and worry about your picks and stuff later even for that point you can't even predict a. you can predict a quarterback for maybe longer but yeah you don't know what these wide receivers are going to do you could be on six different teams in four years it's no idea (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right there you go